May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. I think sometimes it's hard to feel like Christmas. Sometimes in Texas, actually, it's like 85 degrees, and it's really hard to... We don't have that problem this week, thankfully. Well, maybe not thankfully. But sometimes there's things going on, and it just doesn't feel like Christmas. If any of y'all were here on Ash Wednesday, you'll remember I preached, and I think the title of my sermon was, I Hate Lent. Uh, If you were here, uh, part of my story is my dad died in the midst of Lent. And so Lent is forever changed for me. And when you lose someone you love, and holidays come around, holidays are forever changed. Traditions change. Celebrations change. The meaning of what it means to be together with those you love changes. So here we are tonight. Merry Christmas. But it is a Merry Christmas. I think we're lulled into thinking Christmas is is something, right? We sing hymns like Silent Night, Holy Night, right? I've been in the room when two kids were born. There's not a lot about it that's silent, right? Let's just put that out there. I think someone else has been in the room when kids are born and you know, we got a nurse back there. It's, there's a lot of chaos going on, right? When the angels have to show up and every person they show up to, they have to say, whoa, 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 don't be afraid, right? You know it's not silent night, holy night, easy. There's something at work. And so when we feel whatever we feel, sadness, grief, fear, or joy, or peace, Any of those feelings, right? They're all valid. They're all real. And they're all part of of what this is, to celebrate the incarnation. I was struck, you know, we sang a little town of Bethlehem. And there's this starred verse in there that I don't know that I've ever actually sang before. Like, I know the four verses. We all know the four verses of a little town of Bethlehem. But then we have verse number four here that we included, where children pure and happy pray, to the blessed child. That sounds lovely. That's Christmas that we all know. But then we also say, where misery cries out to thee. Where misery cries out to thee. Son of the mother mild. That's Christmas too. Sometimes Christmas doesn't feel like Christmas. So my family, for about 15 years or so, has had an Advent tradition of going to this concert. It's this guy that tours around. And Elizabeth and the boys and I have gone every year. And it's a thing, and, and we do all of that. And this, Y'all know my story. My Christmas looks different this year. And so I made a pilgrimage to Nashville to go see this concert at the Ryman Auditorium. I've always wanted to do it. And I was like, if I make a new Advent tradition, we're going to do it upright. I'm going to take a 28-hour trip to Nashville and back to go see this concert. But for me, even in the midst of everything going on in my life, even in the midst of all the junk that I bring into the manger, all the junk that I bring to Jesus, even in the midst of that, Christmas still happens. Because we go on in that, that mysterious verse number four of a little town of Bethlehem, where charity stands watching and faith holds wide the door. The dark night wakes the glory breaks, and Christmas comes once more. I was told before I went to seminary 
when I was um, just an active layperson and in discernment to go to seminary, my, uh, my rector, my mentor, my friend, Rob Price, told me, Alan, it's someday going to be your job to help people experience Christmas. And sometimes you won't be able to on Christmas Eve. Right? Surprise, Christmas Eve is crazy. There's like a million services and I'm shaking hands and doing all of this. So it's hard for me to experience Christmas on that day. And then I wake up and like the boys and I don't get to have a slow and rap presence because someone's got to get up here and do church, which I love. It's part of my job. But for me, Christmas doesn't happen on Christmas Day. For many of us here, Christmas maybe feels different this year. And maybe we feel like it doesn't happen. And so what Rob told me is when it comes to Christmas, when it comes to Easter, the resurrection is still going to happen. The incarnation is still going to happen. It just may not happen in the way or in the timing that you think. And so for me, it always happens every year in this concert that I go to. And so there I was, it was December 6th or whatever it was. You know, it's still Advent, right? So, but we can be liturgically inappropriate and say that Christmas happened. There's this one song that they sing, and there's this key chain, and all of it, like I can feel it right now. And in that moment, the incarnation happened. In that moment, I knew, in that moment, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, God is with us. And that's our gospel today. Right, we skip over the whole Mary part, right? Matthew gets straight to Joseph, and Joseph is like, my person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with somehow betrayed me. You can imagine what's going through his mind. So he's like, I'm going to let her go silently, not to put her to shame, and, and do all of that. And the angel comes and says, don't be afraid. What's going on is hard to understand. I know it hurts, Joseph. What's going on is hard to process. But you're going to sit here in all of this and work it out. But you need to do this. Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Don't be afraid to, to welcome this child. And this child will be called Emmanuel which means God with us. The dark night wakes, the glory breaks, and Christmas comes once more. The truth of the incarnation is that God is with us, not just when the church is loud and crazy and bells and smells and joyous and cookies and Santa. God is with us in those moments. But sometimes it's hard to realize that God is with us in these moments, too, when it's quiet, when we maybe feel alone, when we're maybe struggling. But this is when we know the incarnation is true, because God is with us now. So there's this old TV show that I watch all the time as background filler called The West Wing. I've probably preached on it before. There's this one scene, Leo McGarry, who's the chief of staff. He's like the wise sage in the show. And he's talking to, to someone that works for him. And, and they're going through something. And, and Leo shares this parable. That's what it is. It's a parable. And Leo says there's this guy who's walking around and he falls into a hole. Starts off like a parable Jesus would maybe say. So this guy's in the hole and he looks up and he's yelling for help. He sees this doctor walk by. And the guy in the hole says, hey buddy, I'm stuck down here, will you help me? The doctor writes a prescription, 
tosses it down, and goes on his way. Then a priest walks by. So the buddy in the hole says, you know, Father, I'm stuck down here. Will you help me? So the priest, priests are useless apparently, uh, he writes a prayer on a piece of paper, throws it down in the hole, and goes on his way. So this guy's down here, all he has is a prescription, all he has is a prayer. What's that going to do for him in the hole? And then he sees his buddy walk by. He says, hey, bud, I'm stuck down here in a hole. And his friend, without skipping a beat, hops down with him. So the first guy in the hole looks at him and says, what, are you stupid? Now we're stuck down here. And the buddy who hopped down in here said, oh, I've been here before. And I know the way out. That's the incarnation. God jumps into the hole with us. God jumps into the pain with us. God jumps into the grief. God jumps into the midst of every bit of real life with us. And God knows the way out. Amen.